Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek. With almost 5 million downloads and hundreds of podcasts, Anxiety Slayer is a podcast for anyone who's suffering from PTSD, panic attacks, stress, and anxiety. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with my friend and colleague, Dr. Deborah Riebel, consciously merging her practical tools as a psychologist with her intuitive and spiritual gifts. Dr. Deborah Riebel helps her clients connect with their hearts and teaches them how to live authentically through her transformational soul-hearted living program and anxiety prescription balm for the soul offerings. Today, we'll touch upon some supportive processes, spiritual teachings, and expert guidance that Dr. Deborah has used with her private practice clients for over 20 years. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Deborah. Thank you, Shan. It is such a pleasure to be here and to be able to sit with you and have the sacred chat about anxiety. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm glad that you carved out some time to come and talk with us. And I'd like to begin today with your story and how you've come to counsel people who are dealing with anxiety. Well, as you mentioned, I've been in practice for over 20 years now. And my practice actually began with both my spiritual practice as well as my psychological practice. I do consciously merge both the spiritual and the psychological. And when it comes to anxiety, most uh, therapists or psychologists don't necessarily do that. And that's what kind of brings my offerings to the forefront. It started with my own journey. I realized that at the same time I was in graduate school studying psychological techniques and tools, I was also on my own spiritual journey. And I realized that they weren't separate, that they needed to go hand in hand. And if I was to really assist and facilitate the healing of others, the healing of traumatic experiences of old wounds that create anxiety and create panic, then I needed to bring those tools also to my clients. And so I began studying energy healing and uh, heart meditation and what kind of grounding tools we can use to facilitate feeling more in our bodies and less anxious. So I like to merge all of those and bring them into the, my sacred space with my clients and those that I serve online as well. And they are so lucky to partner with you. It's that holistic approach is just so incredibly important today. We've learned so much and come so far, and I love to see you practicing this way. Well, what's so interesting lately, Shan, is I've been working with people around anxiety for years, but lately my practice has been really booming with people coming in with, that don't normally feel anxious sure. or panicked. But because of our turbulent times right now, and especially with the highly sensitive individuals that I work with, everyone is experiencing it. And yeah, so, with, without a doubt, what are, what are some of the reasons why so many people are suffering from anxiety right now versus in the, the last 20 years? Well, my, these are my 
my thoughts on this, my, my suggestions, is that first of all, we have a, a, a world right now that is, that is in a lot of turmoil and there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of things that we can't control, that we feel like we're, we're losing control of our of feeling safe. And so some of our basic needs, safety, is, is being in question. And we need to be able to find ways to feel that inner safety instead of looking for it on the outside. The other thing is I think we are also realizing how many of us right now, especially our light workers on the planet, who are highly sensitive. And I find that the majority of people, and I would say mostly women, that I work with that are prone to anxiety or depression or panic tend to be highly sensitive individuals. And what that means is we take on the energies of others. And especially right now with these energies being so tumultuous and in upheaval, we're feeling that, that pull to kind of absorb that. And so we need some strategies, some anxiety soothing strategies to help us maintain those boundaries. Tell us how you support your clients who come to you feeling stressed and anxious. Uh, Specifically, how do you help them learn to distinguish the voice of their egos or, you know, that fear place and the, from the voice of their heart, from the love place? That is for me, the number one key to being able to not only manage anxiety, but use it to our in our best interest to embrace it as as a companion a, a compassionate companion that lets us know where we are and what we need to heal so the first thing we have to do in that is to give ourselves space uh, some time alone some time to sit whenever we feel and sometimes we don't feel anxiety as anxiety right away I don't know about you Shan but sometimes for me and for my clients it's an irritation it's a sense of Something's just not right. Um, sometimes it's anger. Uh, sometimes it's just feeling a little off. And when we have those feelings, and then sometimes it's full-blown anxious panic, we have to take that time immediately and pause and step into that space, bring anxiety close, lean in as if you were bringing a friend next to you and having a sacred chat. That's when you're going to start to listen to your own voice and to and really distinguish, am I in my head or am I in my heart? And if I'm in my head, I'm saying, I should do something. I think this is the way to go. Uh, I, I'm afraid. If I'm in my heart, the quality of that energy is different. It's, I'm much more present-oriented. I sense, I feel, I intuit. It's a, whole, it's a quality of love. Where in our brain, it's a quality of fear, constriction, and in past or future. And so when we are in the space of our hearts, we can't be in anxiety because it can't coexist with love. It can't coexist with peace. It doesn't coexist with this acceptance of our own self and our own being. So I listen to my internal dialogue. What words am I using? What is the quality of my tone of voice? Am I harsh? Is it critical? Or is it loving and accepting? And then I also look at the thoughts. Am I in the past? Or am I way out in the future trying to control something? 
or am I in present awareness, which is the heart center? That is just so profound. You, you made me think of, a, of an example just recently that I had where I caught my, the voice of my ego uh, doing a little bit of punishing, uh, the coming forward and, and you know, you, you saw this, you did this, you knew this. Why didn't you do something about this in regards to some health issues that my daughter's having right now? And I stopped and I said, you know, you're doing the best you can. And right now, what we need to do is handle this present moment with love and with the best support we can get and then take each day as it comes. And it was a complete shift and it happened. I was so grateful for how quickly I was able to catch it before it snagged me and dragged me into that place uh, that none of us deserve to take ourselves. You articulated that experience so beautifully, Shan, because that's exactly what happens. We get a thought that comes in, and instead of just saying, oh, there's an anxious thought or there's a critical thought, we start to put energy there. And it's usually, and it starts to kind of circle our heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of feels it like a spiral. And what starts to happen is when we feed that energy, we bring in more thoughts and more from the past, and then we go out to the future. And that ungrounds us. It also keeps us in that headspace where we are not forgiving of ourselves, not accepting of whatever the information is that's trying to guide us. Right. The moment you described how you went into your heart, you dropped into the heart space, you tapped in there, you went into present awareness. Right there is the loving voice that comes in and says, hey, we got this. Yes, we might have, the past is the past, the future is the future. Stay with me. And I use this loving language with myself. Mm-hmm. I had some, an experience yesterday that I, I said, Deb, my head started to go, you know better. And I went, whoops, <laughs> there you go. That's the voice of the head. I said, no, drop into your heart. Yes, something yesterday happened that now you need to change. What right. that made you anxious? And thank you, anxiety, for showing me that I was out of alignment with my hearts. Isn't that something? Because then you're taking that and turning that around very much like as if we were uh, referring to anxiety as the inner critic, right? Absolutely. And and being able to say, thanks for pointing that out. But I've I've got this. Or, you know, oh, I just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That resonates with me in a big way. Well, that's why I like to, when it's... The reason I did Anxiety Rx Balm for the Soul was I wanted people to see anxiety not as their enemy, but as a friend that's showing up to say, hey, tap me on the shoulder. Sometimes it's not a tap. Sometimes it's a cosmic two by four. However, it's trying to get our attention to say, this is unhealed. This needs to be attended to. This needs to be worked through. And when we can embrace anxiety as part of our spiritual guidance system, it's one, it's like an intuition, only it's a, you know, it's a little more uncomfortable. Most of us have difficulty with the uncomfortableness of it. But if we can, if we can embrace it as soon as possible, it doesn't have to go into the full-blown panic. Certainly the voice of our hearts is where 
that's the practice to get back to that place. And I've even taken a recently, uh, give myself a hug, you know, cross my arms, grab my, my upper arm and shoulder area and give myself a hug and remind, remind my body that I, I love you. And it's okay, we've got this. And I, and I might even say that out loud. Uh, just different practices where I'm learning to be sweeter with myself, no matter what's coming up, no matter what I'm facing, to have that memory of, of sweetness and love and kindness and humanness versus uh, whatever it is the ego might think I'm supposed to be showing up as. Absolutely. And I just had this image of you hugging yourself. And what we realize also when we hug ourselves is we're grounding ourselves as well. Not just giving ourselves love, but we're grounding the energies Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And deep pressure can help with anxiety. And that's what hugs are. Yes. So. Uh. It's a beautiful way to kind of get all three, the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of anxiety, soothing strategies in one. (laughs) Yes. And I remember when I first did it, I thought, well, isn't that some, you know, that's such a smart practice uh, that I I wish I could even tell you who I was listening to or, you know, what made me go in that direction. I, there's somebody that I need to credit. So I, I will credit them in the universe, even though I don't remember who it is. But it's just become this simple, sweet thing. Uh, and, and it's a sweet one to use with children as it well. It is to it's teach so them to do to that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the earlier, the better, right? Oh, yes, because it gives them that strategy. And this is one of the ones I've used with children all along to give them a way that they can assist themselves immediately in, you know, grounding their energies releasing and bringing in the love, releasing the anxiety, bringing in the love, and then also rescripting it, which is another technique is to say, I love you. I've got this. So that awareness of our inner voice, really being mindful and maybe even journaling about it. When we catch ourselves being particularly harsh and say, oh, isn't that interesting? That's an old. That's an old pattern. I'm. I'm going to rewrite that. I'm going to rescript that. And what could I say in its place? How could I support myself in in its in you know versus that that one that wants to be so hard on me? And that's one of the techniques that I also teach. Shan is having a sacred chat with your anxiety. And mm-hmm. I know even saying that people are going, "What? <laughs> I don't want my anxiety. I want to get rid of it." Right. And we can't push it away. It's it, the moment we embrace it as, like I said, that compassionate company, that friend that's trying to get our attention and sit down with it, with our journal. We light a candle and we sit with it and we say, okay, wh- what am I feeling right now? Anxiety, what are you trying to tell me? Now, I have a whole PDF that lists the questions that helps you in that journaling process. But just taking the time and just seeing it, like having a cup of tea with a, with a friend and saying, yeah. tell me about what this is showing me yes. so that I can heal this, so I can change this, so I can make this part of my spiritual guidance system. Right. And, and that curiosity is so helpful. Oh, yes, because we have to heal it. it, it if we don't pay attention to it, it just gets louder. It right. just gets more, the volume goes up and the, the uncomfortableness gets more uncomfortable. And 
that's when, you know, we allow sometimes the, the thoughts to collect and then they can go into full panic. It's catching it early. Yes. And the earlier you sit down with this and say, hey, what are you showing me? What are you telling me? What do I need to look at here? The, the, you're going to be able to release that much earlier and it's going to have less of an impact on you. Let's talk more about why learning to trust and move forward, even in times of self-doubt, are some of the keys to reducing anxiety. Well, for me, I always, one of my mantras daily is I let go into trust. Because for me, trust is what holds the space so that anxiety can diminish. When I am in trust, then I'm not in anxiety. And trust is is about not trusting the external circumstances. It's trusting myself, trusting yourself in connection. And this is where I'm going to bring the spiritual in in connection with my divine source or whatever source or higher power or universal energy that you tap into. When we surrender to that, we are saying, I trust myself in connection. We're not giving up control. We're actually taking control by letting go. And that's the misnomer. Anxiety is about trying, people think we need to control the anxiety. No. Anxiety is about letting go into trust so that we can bring control back into our lives. So I have another tool that I use called writing down your trust moments or uh, leaps of trust, as Mm. I call them, Uh, so that you write them in your journal. When you have really been anxious about something or afraid and you've done it and it has a wonderful positive outcome, and I will guarantee that most of those have when you've really trusted yourself and you're in the universe, you write them down and you keep, you keep a, like a journal of them. And when you get into a situation where you're starting to doubt yourself or you don't think you can take that step and you're afraid and you go to that list and you look and you remember, oh, it happened here and I trusted and look how it worked out to try to give you a little bit more support so that you can take that next leap of trust when you need to do that. Do you have an example of a a leap of trust that worked out beautifully? Yes, I have many, but one that comes to mind really clearly was a couple years ago when I I had been kind of hiding in my little private practice, not wanting to kind of be out there and guiding people in a bigger way. And so an email came across my desk that was inviting me to participate in a collaborative uh, book about uh, women's journeys. It was called Choosing Happiness. And Shan, you were part of that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, I had written my own solo book before that, but I kind of kept it under wraps. I didn't do much with it. This one, I thought, oh, this is kind of stepping out there. And I'm not so sure if I'm ready to expose. This was a vulnerable place to expose my soul. Yes. But I decided I made... I looked at a list of trust moments and I said, remember when you took that step and you did this, I think you need to call this publisher and find out about this book. So I did. And on that call, I was basically told that if I wanted to be in the book, I had to have a new website. I had to completely rebrand myself. I remember. I remember the process. <laughs> I remember what your website looked like before you did re- your rebranding. So it's been, went, it's been fun to watch this journey. 
And I went, oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, what did I just get myself into? (laughs) And all I did was leap into trust and I said yes. And I had no clue, Shan, how that was going to happen. Yeah. But I did know, because I dropped into my heart space and I felt my soul was speaking to me saying, you've you've got this. You just need to take the step. Just say yes. And I did. And everything else fell into place. And that's what I trust. It's not that I have all the answers right at that moment. It's the answers will be revealed. The resources that I need will will come into my life. and, And whatever direction I'm supposed to go, I will be guided that way. Right. Right if I on. stayed in my head, I would have never taken that step. I would have been frozen in fear. Yeah. And believe you me, yeah, I, you would have allowed yourself to stay small. <laughs> yeah, you were shaking in your boots. I, I was. I it's been so fun to watch you evolve from that place of, oh, should I? Uh, to step to putting your toe in, to going all in, to celebrating the bloom. It's been cool. So well, you just said Thank you, Shan. You just said something else that also was very important to me about trust. Trust is an all-in energy. It's a complete energy. Mm. Fear is not. Fear is, is half. It's partial. It, it's a fragmented energy. And what I mean by that is when you trust, you go all in. Whatever choice you make, even if it's the smallest little step, you are all in. When you are in fear, you're not. And that is also another way to distinguish, am I in fear or am I in trust? Am I in my heart, which is trust? Am I in my head, which is fear? That's just excellent. Let's use our remaining time today, Deborah, to talk about your new Anxiety Rx Balm for the Soul program. Oh, I'm so excited to offer this. I been I had been working on it all last year and it was released in May and I felt like, wow, Again, another trust moment, (laughs) taking that step. But I wanted to give others uh, that I don't see privately, other uh, women and and men as well, to have a a program, uh, uh, many tools that they could use when they weren't sitting across from me in my office or on the phone. And this program combines every strategy I use, mostly every strategy, to soothe anxiety, but not just to take care of us in the moment when we're experiencing it, but to get to the root of it. And so there's four different modules, and each module is broken up into very little segments, 10 minutes. So it's really user-friendly. You can listen to one 10-minute segment and then take a break or come back to it, jump to the end, jump to the beginning. It's not like you have to sit down and study. It's, It's really meant to for you to go in, like for instance, distinguishing your your head's voice from your heart. There's a, a module on that. You could just mm-hmm. go right to that and, and listen. There's a module on how to rescript your old uh, fear-based thoughts into positive affirmations. And what I love about this course is you have guided meditations that go with it. There are many PDF, uh, like sacred chat with your anxiety, a whole list of affirmations that you can use. There's all these other support, re- supportive resources that are with it. And so um, I also talk about anxiety in general. Some of the bigger anxieties, some of the anxieties from a spiritual perspective that we don't always think about. Right. That sometimes our anxiety is not just physical or emotional. It is spiritual. And when we are getting those kind of messages, it's because we need to make a, a, 
big shift in our life. So um, Anxiety Rx, Balm for the Soul, as you can see, combines the best of my psychological and spiritual practices and what I've been doing with clients for 22 years. Mm, that's fantastic. You, you also created a free Anxiety SOS kit as well. Talk, talk about that. Well, I, I had been taping or recording many guided meditations with my clients on an individual basis. And they seem to be clustering around the theme of panic. And many of my clients like to move, which is a wonderful strategy when you are in the midst of anxiety. So moving a moving meditation and a, a meditation that helps you go from panic to peace. I created those two meditations and then another uh, PDF affirmation, anxiety busting affirmations to go with that little kit to kind of, you know, jump, jumpstart your anxiety soothing practice right in its tracks and to give you something you can use immediately to go from, again, from panic to peace. Right. I love that. From panic to peace. And for our listeners today, you'll be able to get access to Dr. Rebel's free anxiety SOS kit, as well as a link to her Anxiety Rx Bomb for the Soul program at our Anxiety Slayer blog page. They'll be listed there. You can also find more about Dr. Deborah Rebel at DebraRebel.com, and as well as uh, she's on Facebook and on Twitter and all, all over the place. You also have a Dr. Deborah Rebel Facebook page, don't you? Yes, I do. And on that page, at the very top, is a post that's pinned with a webinar that I have I did with Linda Joy uh, in its evergreen about Anxiety Rx Balm for the Soul. Oh, that's great. So people can get more information at your website, at our website, and of course on your Facebook page. Absolutely. Before we uh, head on with our day and, uh, and leave this conversation, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our Anxiety Slayer listeners? Well, I want you to realize that you are not alone. So when you feel like this is just happening to you and why can't I manage this and why am I feeling so overwhelmed, there are many of us, including me, who also feel that way. And there are strategies that when you practice them, that work consistently, that you won't have to feel that way all the time, that anxiety doesn't have to be debilitating. It can be an asset once you get these strategies in place and, and that becomes your practice. So I just want to give you that encouragement to really, you know, reach out and not, be, not feel that you're alone in this. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. When I was listening to you share that piece of advice, it made me think that for all of our listeners today, it's time to reclaim your inner peace. You can do this. Deborah has put together some great information to support you to do so. As always, we appreciate you listening to Anxiety Slayer, and you've got this, and we'll help you as much as we can. Thanks again for being a part of the conversation today, Deborah. I really appreciate your time. Always enjoy talking with you. You are an amazing person, so full of love and light. Thank you, Shan. It's been my joy to be here today with you and with all the, your listeners. And again, I'm here to serve. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today 
visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.